I hooked up with a truck driver, and he took me across Illinois. Really? And he's telling me about California mirrors and Jake brakes. And I'm fascinated by the dashboard this guy's got. It's a uh-huh. huge truck. Yeah. So I think I was smitten right there, you know. <laughs> Buckle up. You're listening to Terminal Exchange. I'm Philip Adams, and this is episode 45 of Terminal Exchange, the official podcast show of Newsbomb Transportation. Congratulations to Wayne Kreps for winning the prize drawing for a $50 Visa gift card by answering the question, who gave Jay Clayson the nickname Avocado Man? And that answer, of course, was General John Kelly after Jay picked an avocado for the general's wife. And uh, you can catch the rest of that story and many more in episode 43 of Terminal Exchange. I spoke with Newsbomb's chief operations officer, Doug Bradle, the other day, and uh, he wanted me to share some exciting news for our fleet moving forward. So Newsbomb just signed a deal with Philips Connect Technologies to install their trailer tracking system on our trailer fleet. So the installation has already begun, and the system consists of a nose-mounted unit that uh, has a solar panel in addition to being tethered to the nose box to provide two power sources that should uh, result in increased longevity for the unit. And the tracking unit contains an ultrasonic cargo sensor that's able to tell if the trailer is loaded or empty. So that's kind of cool. Additionally, we're installing sensors that will tell us ABS fault codes and specific trailer tire pressures. And all of this information can be collected whether the trailer is hooked to a tractor or not. Philips is also working on many additional trailer health items, and we're excited about the potential that they bring to the table. One item to get excited about is the ability to pinpoint the location of a trailer in a large lot. I'm sure many of you can uh, relate to the difficulties of going up and down the rows of uh, trailers, searching for that trailer you need to hook to, so hopefully you can say goodbye to those days. More information will be coming along with more functionality for our drivers as we move forward deploying these units. And I'm told that we hope to have all 2015 model year and newer trailers installed by this time next year. I love it when uh, drivers come onto this podcast and talk about their kids or, or their grandkids and the enjoyment that they have uh, getting to spend time with them in addition to passing down their experience and wisdom. Neil Barbour's grandchildren affectionately refer to him as Big Truck Grandpa. I'm betting a lot of you can relate to be being identified by your family and friends according to your profession of, of driving a truck. But Neil does share some other things that he hopes to pass along to his grandkids and others around him that know him. Neil's a great guy, and I hope you'll enjoy this exchange just as much as I did. Here is Big Truck Grandpa, Neil Barbour. Mr. Neil, and it is Barbour, correct? Yes, correct. <laughs> French, right? It's French. Yes, it is. Straight out of Canada. <laughs> exactly. Neil, you've been driving with us for about five-ish years? Yeah, December 8th will be five years. Okay, yeah. very good. How long have you been in trucking now? 
Uh, uh, 17 years. Since. Okay. Okay. Well, it's only my second company I've ever driven for, though. Only so. your second company? Yeah. What got you to move over to Newsbomb? If if you spent so much time with your previous company, what 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 made apparently you make they they saw things a little differently than I did at one point. <laughs> yeah. So how, how did you come across Newsbomb then? Uh, a guy who used to work here um, told me about Newsbomb, and I'm like, well, the me I never even heard of Newsbomb. We come up and down 39 all the time. Yeah. The terminal was just up the road. Sure. And. Uh, then, I'll, well, of course, the terminal wasn't here all these right, years. Right, yeah, it was a mile down the road. but So then uh, I, I, you know, I check it out on the uh, website, you know, and I'm like, and I, and I give recruiting a call, and I'm like, okay, this looks good. Then you walk in the front door, and there's this big old mural on there. I'm like, praise the Lord, this has got to be the place. <laughs> and, that, and that's when I knew it was. Kinda... Now, Neil, uh, where are you living right now? I live in McHenry, Illinois right okay. now. And uh, you've been a uh, training engineer for us, training uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. trainees. Uh, but I think you were telling me that you just got kicked out of that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they don't hire trainers out of Arkansas. Because <laughs> you're, you're moving to Arkansas, I'm right? moving to Arkansas. <laughs> the Ozarks are nice, but there ain't a whole lot of uh, customers for us down there, I guess. So. But fortunately, they're going to let you keep driving. Yeah, I, I can keep my job, yeah. <laughs> Which good. is fine because I love this job, you know. And now yeah. I got three weeks vacation coming. You know? Hey, there you go, there you go. So, um, so your experience with that training program, how how has that been for you being a trainer? I enjoyed it. I mean, I enjoyed the training program because one of the things that's different about this training program is that the trainers change, so the students get to see all kinds of different styles. That's yeah. why I thought that was a great thing, you know. Where we used to work, it was just me training the, the student the whole time. And if, so hopefully you knew what you were doing. <laughs> <in there. laughs> well, any, anything I, you know, I was weak on or something, the, the next trainer would pick up here. Yeah. I, I thought that was a great approach to training the students. Yeah, yeah cool. So uh, what's taking you to Arkansas then? My father-in-law lives down in Arkansas. And my wife says, we're moving to Arkansas. So... There you go. That's all you need, right? <laughs> now you said something. Uh, you're you're not getting a house down there, is that right? Yeah, we're gonna stay full time in our RV down there. So if this way, if we need a one of our three weeks vacation that I get, uh, I can just you know roll up the awning, pull it in the slides, and hook and go. Go wherever you want. Yeah, in the middle of uh, of the country, I can get pretty much anywhere in That's a true. week and back. That's true. Nice. I mean, the, the trucking has given me. A lot of places to go. Yeah. But I've only seen signs from on the freeway. So so what's what's on your list then? What, the, those places that you've been by, wh- where are you looking to eventually um, spend some actual time? San Francisco. Okay. Um, Gettysburg. Yeah. And uh, upstate New York, Vermont. Uh, mm. Especially this time of the especially year. Especially the fall, right? Right now, yeah. yeah. I'm going to go up there with everybody else. Got to go up there. We're going to take our trainers up there, and we're just going to flood the whole area. Nice, nice. I think you got to get to Chattanooga, too, personally. Oh, yeah? Just for, for fall time. That that area uh, here, getting deep into October and into November, is— Go see Lookout Mountain. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Ruby Falls. You can do the the river uh, cruise uh, I saw boat. that paddle wheel yeah, out there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, well, that's that's awesome. That's exciting. Yeah. And how soon is that happening for you? November 27th, we close our house. So. Okay. So you got to. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it'll be a happy Thanksgiving and uh, 
Christmas, it won't be any white Christmas, I'm hoping. If <laughs> <laughs> luck is on your side, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, good deal. You sent me some pictures, Neil, um, back, um, what was it, maybe June, July. You sent me some pictures from a missions trip that you went on uh, to Tijuana. Yeah, Tijuana, so You were Mexico. there for vacation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was a missions trip. Uh, you, were, you were building, correct? Yeah, it's it's a home-building mission from uh, our, our church, Joyful Harvest, up in Johnsburg. And uh, we work with an organization called, what is it called, uh, Cross Borders Concerns. And um, they work with El Divino in Tijuana to select these sites, you know, the Daniel and El, and El Divino, he f- goes and finds the families that qualify. And they, they all they do is pour the concrete, a slab, mm-hmm. and we build the walls and roof around it. It's, it's, not a, it's not a real big project. It only costs $2,000 to build that house. That's impressive. Now, but it is, it is a small place. So, so who, is, who are the recipients of these houses? Who, who's going to be living in there? Oh, generally, it's going to be families uh, with children. Okay. Yeah. It's, in Tijuana, it's, it's pretty crowded, and it's a pretty poor area where we're uh, building these homes, mountainsides. And they're, they're generally living in uh, tires and tarps and wooden pallets. So we replace mm. all of those things with a regular structure, a painted structure, sealed, roofed, and everything. Put real windows, a real door in there with keys and locks, things that they've never used before. Wow. Now, do you do you get to meet these people? Absolutely. They're, they're working right alongside okay, us. Okay, so they're, they're, they're working with long. you. Absolutely, yeah. Very good. You'll see the pictures of, of me and the uh, one young son. Um, he was using the paint, and I'm just watching him paint the side of his house, you know. I'm sticking my head out there. Yeah. See that there? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I do have these pictures in front yeah. of me here and, and looking. And, you know, the the... Building to me, I'm I'm just observing here, looking at these pictures. That the building there is is a little different. They probably don't have nearly the the code standards that no, no. if there's any at all, um, than from what we're used to here in the U.S. Because um, it looks like to me, you're you're you've got some OSB uh, some plywood up here on the. Um, that's all it as, is. As your walls yeah, on, on some studs. Two and by and fours. You're, and you're painting directly to that. You're not. There's no siding going up or anything like that. It doesn't look like to me. Maybe some. Uh, no, nope, uh, there's no siding. Just, just OSB all, and all paint. OSB. Yeah. And, uh, and you get a roof up there. Um, we trim it with just the same material. We just trim the seams, cover the seams up, and then we caulk those. So it's watertight. So the, there's there's no I'm assuming here that there's there's no no plumbing no inside no here plumbing, no, no electrical even or is there no any electrical, electrical. Okay. Um, but what it is providing is is a shelter shelter uh, absolutely that it, well like you said it's more than it's more of a shed <laughs> it is it is more of a shed yeah. uh, but that's still better than you know, tires and <laughs> tarps and pallets yeah. yeah yeah that's crazy so I mean I've never I think a lot of us think of Tijuana as uh, you know, vacation destination and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm the coldest place. I suspect right? it would be, yeah. but uh, and and a lot of actually, I think that's probably true of a lot of these island locations and everything too, where um, in in the Caribbean and such that you go and uh, you're you're used to 
having the party vacation or, you know, honeymoon. Uh, but you're seeing the, the fringe <laughs> of that and you're not seeing you what you get two blocks the, away from it. You'll see the locals, the are locals actually, how they're actually living. day in, day in and day out, how they live. Yeah. yeah. So why, so you said you did this with your church, correct? Yeah, joyful heart. Um, how did you guys get connected up with that? Um, well, I think the, these? you know, over the years it came down from, uh, one church to another church, and mm-hmm. we had uh, Ray Pratcher, our um, our big carpenter. You know, he came and he says, "Well, this is a mission that he's been working on for years already," and he asked the rest of us to join him. Well, it took a couple of years before I decided to go, and and oh. now they go twice a year. Wow! I mean, they'll be going November fifth down there. And what they're going to do is the mission that we stay at, we're housed in a mission down there. Okay. And it's got a, a big room of men and another room of women with get bunk beds and everything is separated there. So we don't have any improprieties or anything. Right, like right, right. So they're going to go down and work on the mission itself. I mean, they've, they're going to install um, locks and doors maybe because we had a, a, a kitchen window that was left open Last when June, we were going in the morning, and the cats had gotten into the kitchen, oh. <laughs> and our bread was kind of scattered all over the yeah, kitchen. Over yeah, there. so they'll work on uh, improving the emission windows, and I think there's some uh, some roofing and some soffit stuff they're gonna do. Yeah, but it's it every year they improve the mission one year, and then June we go down and we build homes for the uh, locals, and yeah. you know when you see these people receive their keys, the joy that is in their heart, that's spreading the love of God right there. Yeah, yeah. So, And I think you might have just answered this question, but why is this important to you to be involved in? Yeah, exactly, to, to spread the love of God, to help the poor. That's what we're commanded to do as Christians, I think. Yeah. Absolutely, we're supposed to help in every way we can, and, and that's just one more way to help. How have you been impacted by that opportunity? Well, it you look at the world a little differently when you see the the how they live in Tijuana. The the poorer parts of the world live a whole lot different than we do. And what we take for granted, indoor plumbing, sewers, septics, none of that exists down there. Mm-hmm. They don't they they get they want water, the truck has got to come up the hill with a with a tank of water for them. They don't have water available to the mother than that. Mm-hmm. What, what, what are these people doing for um, a living? I mean, what's what's their day-to-day look like for them? Well, I, it's a, like a suburban uh, setting, you know, these mountainsides. Are, they go down, and, they, and they're trying to make little crafts mm-hmm. and sell them downtown. And that's that's all I can see that their the only income is because the, the government doesn't support these people. Mm-hmm. Now, what's your background in construction and building? Absolutely none. <laughs> we got raised a carpenter. He taught me everything I need to know. All you need to know is do what he tells you to do. He says you want eight and three quarters, you measure eight and three quarters and cut. So anybody, anybody can come down and join us. Yeah. I mean, we have elderly people come down. There's... There's there's jobs for everybody. We need people to cook. We need people to clean. We need people to to drive. We need people to paint. 
all kinds of jobs. You could come to Phil. Hey, am I? <laughs> we do. I, I will say that um, uh, there's there is actually a similar type project that uh, our church is involved in. It's it's up in 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 Canada, and my my dad and my wife both have actually been uh, involved in that, and uh, they work at a camp and and do building. I think you've probably talked to my dad about that maybe a little bit, but if not. You guys can share some stories, yeah. <laughs> but uh, there's 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 needs like that around, and it's there's a lot of opportunities I think for um, practical ministry. Absolutely, there's a lot of folks who could use our help, and we have the ability to help. Mm-hmm. Now, with you moving away and not being near the same church community uh, moving forward, I assume you're still going to stay connected with that. Well, I'm or, thinking I'm going to involve my new get, church. There you go. I'm going to I'm going to have a couple other people go to. Well, we fly to San Diego and we pick up the rental van. And we drive across the border. So I'm thinking we this ministry here should spread even farther once I move to Arkansas. There you go. There you go. I, you know, I'm, I'm going to have to find some way to uh, find a master carpenter down there or something. <laughs> If the schedules don't work out and I, I, I don't have Ray with me. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it's amazing uh, to me, the, the, the different talents um, and abilities that you have within the church community. And there, there always seems to be somebody that is, is handy, knows yeah, their way yeah. around some tools. Yeah. Uh, so that's, that's really cool. And uh, again, you get that one guy yeah, uh, that, gets, that, that knows what he's all doing. All you need is one guy to, to, to lead the whole group. I mean, we took 12 people down there and, and all you give them five minutes of direction and send them off on their own, and they're good to go. Yeah, yeah that's cool. That's cool. So what else then, outside of um, that mission work and everything, what else do you have going on? You know, uh, family, friends, what are the activities and stuff you got going on? Well, I got two grandchildren who live in South Carolina. Okay. A 15 and a 12-year-old. And what the goal is to... Because they've they've never been outside of South Carolina. No. And when I was six years old, nine years old, me and my brother and my dad took a trip out west. Did the loop around Yellowstone and uh-huh. California down to Tijuana, through Texas and Arizona. Yeah. And I haven't forgotten that. So I want to give them the same opportunity. I says, you know, I know where I'm going because I've been the whole country already. I, I know exactly how we're going to get there. But I... I told Connor and my grandson, I says, you get to choose anywhere we want to go as long as we wind up in San Francisco. Uh, nice. So I says, start you. We want to do it in June of 2020. Okay. I says, start your planning, get your little sister to uh, help you out if you need to, but she's going to go. We're going to have one, one secretary. Somebody's going to be taking pictures, writing the stuff down. We need you to navigate. And I'm just going to drive wherever you want to go. I'm going to drive. You guys get to be the boss. We're not taking your mom or dad, just me and you two. That's <laughs> fun. And I apologize. How old did you say they are? 15 and 12. 15 and 12. That'll yeah. be so, that would be a trip. That'd be a lot of fun. I hope it's a trip that they remember the rest of their life like I did. Yeah. That, that sounds like a lot of yeah. fun. I remember my dad, we went to breakfast like in New Mexico. We were on an Indian reservation down there. We went to breakfast and he handed the, the, uh, the clerk... A hundred dollar bill, and this was a nineteen sixty nine or something. Wow! And she said, 
excuse me, and she runs out the door across the street to the general store. Then you see her go over to the other place. She goes all over town to get changed for his underdog. There's weird things that we remember, right? Yeah. It's yeah. great. But but creating memories like that, uh, especially, you know, with your grandkids and them thinking of, of their grand grandpa. Uh, yeah. That's, and so do they, do they call you grandpa or do they have a different Yeah, yeah I'm okay. big truck grandpa. Big truck grandpa. <laughs> that's cool. That's fun. And and you got the red hat and everything. And you're, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> have, have they, well, you said they've never been out of uh, South Carolina. So um, have you had any family otherwise ride along with you or, or do anything No, like that? no, no. Any nobody. Truck? My wife, she wants nothing to do with the truck. Yeah. And uh, I, my, no, no, nobody else, which is okay by me. I mean, other than the students, I mean, because I enjoy driving so much. I just drive all day long if they let me. You know? <laughs> oh, that FMCSA. <laughs> yeah, there's all these rules and regulations. So when I get my RV, you know, it's going to be, well, Connor and Elizabeth will be the boss at that time. but yeah, That'll be fun. I- what are you, is there anything specific that you're hoping maybe uh, they get to learn or see or experience in that time? Um, I hope they get to just, if they see the country how, and how big it really is. I mean, when you get out west, it's hours before you see anything. I mean, you go down to uh, Texas, it's hours before you see tree, you know? Uh-huh. So I hope they get to see the size of the country and the beauty of the country and appreciate as much as I do. Mm. And then when when they see this country, and they appreciate this country, then we'll take them to Tijuana. There you go. Then they'll, they'll they'll really appreciate where they come from. Right. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. And that's that's something neat for you, I think, to be able to pass down. To yeah. Them as well. Yeah. I think it's going to be a calling on my life, anyhow. Yeah. Very cool. In the time that you've been driving, then have you been able to hit all forty eight? Oh yeah. You oh, have. Yeah. I think when it came when it came here, the only two I was missing was Washington and Oregon, and we've covered those the multiple times. <laughs> we got a lane right there for you, so that's awesome. Now, have you gotten to Alaska and Hawaii though? No, no, I got no way to drive to Hawaii. <laughs> uh, my son-in-law has been to up the Alaskan Highway to Alaska. Really? But uh, I'm like, well, you know, I got to do it now. You got to. I'm, I might take him with me. I don't know. We'll see. That'd be fun. Yeah. yeah. He used to drive a truck, too. Now he teaches okay. truck driving down there in South Carolina. So it, it, do you have driving in the blood, I mean, uh, as well? How did you actually get into doing the driving? Well, when I was, uh, I used to work in corporate America in a cubicle. Yeah. And when I came out of the elevator one day, there was a group of men who were going in the elevator. And I heard that these guys were the group who was going to take our jobs. We were going to outsource the job I was doing. Hmm. I'm like, well, I'm not going to have this job very much longer. So it turns out circumstances were such that uh, I didn't keep that job very much longer. I said, well, I'm going to find me a job where they can't outsource it. So I wind up in trucking because I'm, I'm thinking back when I was, just a, a lad of five and six. My neighbor's dad was a truck driver. You go down uh, the history and you find that my first wife's dad was a truck driver. 
And in the 70s, when we all had a CB in our car, uh-huh. I hooked up with a truck driver, and he took me across Illinois. Really? And he's telling me about California mirrors and Jake brakes. And I'm fascinated by the dashboard this guy's got. It's a uh-huh. huge truck. Yeah. So I think I was smitten right there, you know. <laughs> so, so do you remember that truck specifically and what it was? Uh, it was a long-nosed Peterbilt. Yeah. 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 It, was, it was an owner-operator's yeah. truck. And we had stopped at the farm and fleet out there, and he had to make multiple stops. Yeah. I'm like, well, this is really nice. And and, and, the, and the Jake breaks. I was just something else. From the time that you started in the industry to now, um, you've probably had a few different trucks. And yeah. you, you've been through some of the different changes uh, what do you miss? What do you appreciate about what you've got now? I I miss the manual transmission sometimes. I love it in traffic. <laughs> they have the automatic, yeah, yeah, yeah. no doubt. And because well, when we first switched to automatics, I was trying. I was in upstate New York, and I was on a snow covered road, and I was trying to go uphill. Well, the transmission was upshifting, but the truck was going backwards. I'm like, what in the world is going on? I got no way to control this truck. Where's the no gear shift, you know? So that was my first real introduction into the difference between manual <laughs> and automatic. So yeah. That was fun. Yeah. If you were to um, say that there was something that you wanted people to remember about you or to to learn from you as an individual, as a truck driver, what would you hope to pass along? Well, I would say the, uh, I would like to be known for the love of God through me. Truck driving is a great way to spread the word of God through. I mean, we got faith and family trailers. Brett knows this as well as I do. <laughs> this is a great way to do this. So, And then, um, other than that, I would hope everybody would be uh, as well-disciplined on the road as they should be. And the, and the technology in these new trucks help that with the lane deviation mm-hmm. and the sensors. They keep our truck drivers awake and alert. Yeah. When you hook up to one of those faith and family trailers— does that help you kind of refocus and um, kind of think about what your purpose is out on the road? Does that make a difference to you? Well, it, it does when I'm parking it because I like to park it where it can be seen. <laughs> ah, nice. Like if I'm at the, like the world's largest truck stop, I'm not going to park in the middle of the row. I'm going to the back up on the hill up there. <laughs> Perfect. So. Have you had people stop? And and talk to you because of the those pictures. Yeah, the uh, the mostly at the places I'm delivering or picking up, the guards or the or the workers they talk about it and they comment yeah. about. It. And then it gives you the opportunity. It's an open door right there. Like, yeah. well, we'll just share the love of God, and there it is, right? Yeah, as big as I can make it. That's so cool. Yeah. That's so cool. And it works. I mean, I think uh, we can't get enough of them. Well, we'll talk to Brent about getting. Even more of them out there. What did, what did he say? He's going to give one a year, one different. Yeah, we, so we, we we did skip this last year to kind of bring in our 
employee on purpose driven since becoming oh, yeah, an ESOP. Yeah, yeah. But um, uh, we've got some stuff coming. You can maybe get a sneak preview out on the website at newsbomb.com right oh. now. Uh, but that's, uh, it probably won't look exactly like that, but we might have a sneak preview of some of the stuff that we got coming up there, uh, next year. So we're still working on that. Yeah. But, it's a, uh, I mean, it's, it's the greatest tool that, you know, prints. we're only stewards of here. So yeah. let's, let's do yeah. the best we can. Yeah. And we spend a lot of time on, uh, figuring out exactly what those images, what that, uh, I bet that you wording do, looks yeah. like, cause we do want it to be impactful, be meaningful. So, but we appreciate having guys like you out there that walk the talk as well uh, along alongside there and represent our mission, our vision uh, as a company, but then you being a representative of the company, but also of God yeah, that, that you can actually yeah, share that out there. We walk hand in hand, the company, me and God, we all, we're all in the same boat, right? I was yeah. hoping. Yeah, that's so cool. Neil, is there any any other final thoughts that you you care to share, or anything else that we need to know about Neil? Well, I you know we need to uh, hire students out of Arkansas. To- <laughs> <laughs> Let's see if we can spread the company's base a little Let's farther see what we south. Can do on that. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't think I'm the best trained in the world, but I don't think I'm the worst either. And it kind of, I'm a little broken up about the fact yeah. that. I don't get to do that job anymore. Yeah. Well, maybe we can find you a spot in there somehow. And yeah. I'm, maybe I'll, uh, maybe Arkansas doesn't work out and I move back. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. But hey, don't be a stranger around here, though. Make sure you keep stopping by my desk and saying hi when you come through here. Yeah. How do you like that drink? You think? Yeah. 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 So, so Neil brought me this thing that I can't even pronounce. This, I've got a drink sitting here. Gayaki, Guayaki, something like that. It's, it's an organic thing. Uh, yerba mate. I'm not even sure how you pronounce all this, uh, but it's a sparkling cranberry pomegranate. Um, pick this up. Would you say pilot? Or yeah, the flying <laughs> jail. Yeah. You know, I, I hear you like new things, and that's the newest I'm, thing. I'm, I'm all for trying new things and, so, and everything. Um, this one's um, it's interesting. And the mission on bad. it. And look at the mission I, on we'll the say, can. Mission mission is good here to to steward and restore. We're not sponsored, by the way, uh, for this, but um, <laughs> their mission is to steward and restore two hundred thousand acres of rainforest and create over a thousand living wage jobs. So well, that's kind of neat. Um, and how is it that I get to pick this thing up? And yeah, you know, I'm like, I don't even drink this. I can't pronounce it either. And, but all of a sudden, I'm allowed to pick this thing up. And, well, I appreciate you bringing it to me. It, yeah. It's not my favorite thing in the world, but you know, it's. It's, well, maybe your right. next guest will bring you something nice in it. Some- <laughs> you know, you, I, this might be a nice little new tradition here. Um, <laughs> getting a gift from a guest. Um, that's not was not expected, but thank you very much. You're uh, welcome. For- <laughs> My pleasure. <laughs> Neil, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Appreciate having you around here. It's always a pleasure having you around. So thanks so much for taking time to talk with me. Well, My pleasure. Thank you, Phil. Yeah. You've been listening to Terminal Exchange the official podcast show of Nussbaum Transportation. Nussbaum is an industry leader in over-the-road freight transportation. For more information on Nussbaum's award-winning truckload services and top-paying driving careers, go to Nussbaum.com or NussbaumJobs.com. Thanks for listening to this episode of Terminal Exchange. New episodes arrive every Tuesday, so be sure to subscribe to our show wherever you listen to podcasts and share a little love by writing us a review. Then, go deeper into each exchange or listen to previous episodes at our podcast page, TerminalExchange.org.